Uh, it's been the longest day in the universe. Nothing makes sense or means anything anymore. I doubt that's true. That's a very that's very much an existential crisis, and you're not allowed to have that for another four weeks, three weeks. I'm allowed to have that whenever I weeks. want. It's Christmas season. It's definitely existential. I spent most of the day in a freaking ER. It's definitely existential crisis time. You know, most people like the Christmas season, right? Well, they're or this wrong. time of year. I don't think that's true. I have no idea how to start this, but I just want to rant for a minute about this ridiculous day. Please do. That's the way you usually start these, and then you cut out the entire section where you rant, and then we actually do normal things. Good. I just need to get it off my chest then. Hey, uh, sorry for this interruption. But uh, we wanted to actually welcome you to Season 4 of The Book Report. And um, we're warning you right now that everything that comes uh, from here on out will be possible spoilers for The Wheel of Time, both the book and the show, as we're going to be doing a review, analyzing changes from books to the screen, and otherwise talking all things the world of The Wheel. Um, And if you were interested in that rant at all... The TLDR version of it is medical emergencies, flat tires, voided warranties, and an Oklahoma senator who is bafflingly seeming to try and legalize drive-by school shootings. Yeah, have fun! This is the book report. The world's ending. doesn't matter. Or it's just beginning. It's a brave new world, Joel. A brave new (laughs) world. Well, speaking of worlds and their endings... Well, that was the worst segue. (laughs) That was the worst segue since Job from Arrested Development entered on a segue (laughs) to serve as a segue. All right, you do a better segue or give us a better topic for an intro that isn't just me being depressing. No, it's too much work, and I'm tired. Mm, that's fun. I can start it better. Okay, go. I First episode did. sucked. That's Correct. It. That's all I got for you. <laughs> not well, good. I was very much haven't... expecting it to get canceled immediately. Yeah, like, halfway through episode. while I was watching it, I was like, are they just going to cancel the show mid-premiere? Doesn't even finish the rest yeah. of the premiere. Well, they let's, should. let's back up and pretend they haven't read the description of this episode or even the name of this episode. No, I like it better if we just continue with the era of mystery. <laughs> that way they will have as much of an idea about what's going on as I did while I was watching the first episode. It was a bunch of bizarre choices, but if you That's haven't dumb. clued in, we are going to start the rest of this season, or I guess we should just call this a new season. We're going to go over and do kind of a what's the difference or an episode by episode review of the Wheel of Time series on Amazon. Now, Stephen, you have completely read at least the first 14 books in the series, correct? You mean at least? That's the whole thing. There are 20 books apparently considered part of the series. There's a prequel and, like, a bunch of other side stories. Mm, No, people who consider that part of the series are dum-dums. Okay, so you've read the series as you consider the complete series. Correct. All right. And I am on, like, I'm like 20 minutes from finishing book 8 of 14. Um, so I'm not at whatever possible twist ending there might be or whatever, but I'm... Can I give my reason for why I don't 
include the other things as part of the series? Yeah, please. Cool. It encourages idiots like Patrick Rothfuss and George Martin to write those stupid side things instead of finishing their damn series. Correct. Also, Robert Jordan died before he could finish the actual series, which Take maybe he wouldn't have if he would have just written the thing instead of branching off and decided. Yeah, if you don't know the story of the Wheel of Time, um, Robert Jordan wrote the first uh, eleven. Yeah, eleven, and they were they left extensive notes for somebody to be hired to finish it. They asked Brandon Sanderson to come in and finish it. He wrote a book that was so long to finish the series that they split it into three to release it. And that's why there's 14 books in the series. Who knows how long the season or the show's going to be, but judging by um, how far are you in the TV show? I have not watched last week's episode or the one that came out today. Okay. So you're one behind me. We haven't watched the one to come out. We're recording this on a Friday. So I've watched the first five. I haven't watched the sixth episode that came out tonight um, or today. Today. Uh, So this will be fun. We're going to slowly catch up and we're going to go over each episode. We have other people who are watching the show that might come on at random times in future episodes to give extra perspectives on what they liked or disliked or how they thought it compared to the books. Um, so it'll just be a fun time where we just get to rip on a multi-million dollar TV show that we're not a part of at all. <laughs> um, I would have been, but they only allowed people from England to audition. Yeah, which is why is I the English followed the process accent, quite closely. Why is the English accent completely associated with fantasy? I never understood that. Because most of them are set in vaguely medieval England. Yeah, I guess. But still, like, this one... This one especially has so many cultures all across their world. That yeah, but it's still set in vaguely medieval England. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay, so before we get into what's the difference, why don't you attempt, and, and this is, I also did not like the first episode at all, and I watched it by itself. After watching the next two, it became very obvious that you were supposed to watch the first three together as they were released. It's a lot better that way. But as it stands, the first episode by itself is Roof. Um, was that your takeaway as well? I didn't like the first three episodes, but I thought we were just talking about the first one. So I just we wanted are. to I say I didn't like my the first full one. Opinion. No, I'm just giving you my full opinion by saying I didn't like the first three. And even if I would have watched them all together, I still don't think I would have liked the first three. I know we're not there yet, but I personally think that they should have started the entire series with the opening scene from episode four. No, yeah, I could I could get on board with that too. That was episode incredibly was engaging. It yeah. led up into like a really good amount of like world building and backstory. But we'll get to that when we get to episode four. Yeah. Why don't you just, just for But everything before that guys, moment was yeah. worthless. We're going to cover just the first episode this time, but we're going to fast forward to the good episodes by doing two and three next week <laughs> so that yeah. we can get through the bad ones at least, and or the bad them. ones so far. Yeah. So the first episode, why don't you give us a plot rundown as best as you can? Sure. So for some reason, they start off with like a weird toss Nineveh in the river for a pseudo baptism. No, 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 no. You're wrong. They started off at a stupider point than that. Did they actually? So I don't they even started remember off at the first episode. I hated it so much. What did they do? So first, there was text on screen explaining the magic system. 
which was there actually why? i don't even yes, remember it that. was basically like ma- uh, magic oh, has no. been split between male and female and blah blah, blah. like it's f- very forgettable and it was yeah literally the most obvious thing in the story so why the hell did you need to put text on screen to explain that to us they they do a lot of like verbal exposition of that point every episode yes it's it's okay. becoming a little heavy-handed but it's fine the yeah. books did it too then the actual opening scene of the movie is um and i'm going to get the names wrong i've only done audiobooks so uh i believe it's leandrin and um oh that's the, right and then they're yeah, tracking down Logan. Logan. that's who it are spoiler alert not very important characters in the grand scheme of the show so why the hell would you start your entire show with that i'm not Just, even sure that either of them is actually in the first book at all but they might uh, be they i don't are, remember well enough like only vaguely referentially i think they're, yeah they're referenced but i don't think there's really you anything no 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 Leandrin is. Leandrin's yes. Yeah, but she's just kind of like a pain in the butt. Yeah. So uh, Loghain, you see, or some of your main characters see, but he doesn't get any speaking lines. He's talked about in this vague, dangerous sense, but he's not in it. They pulled a lot of stuff from book two yeah. in with him, which I'm fine with that part because you need to fast forward through book one. But why the hell would you start there with a bunch of red sisters um, capturing Loghain, the false dragon, and then immediately jump to what you were talking about. And it was just like, I don't know what's going on or why you chose to start there, but it was a especially, especially since they don't address that again until they get to like episode, like late episode three or four. Yeah. The reason two. I'm a little bit more okay with the first episode now that I'm where I am is it seems like the show is trying to correct a problem I had with the first few books where in the first few books all the main characters that weren't Aes Sedai hated them for absolutely no real reason they all had like some superficial reason why they didn't like them or didn't trust them but they just actually hated them and the show is trying to set up more of a explanation that Aes Sedai run everything even though they're not technically supposed to be running everything. And it's really trying to center everything around them, even from the intro music and like the tapestry. It's trying to center everything around the Aes Sedai. So if you're doing that and you're trying to make them almost a side antagonist, or at least the most important group in the show, I can see you starting with um, an important event in their history of the show. But it's still just it seems wrong unless you're actively trying to make them a scary threat, which I guess they are for at least the first season. So, yeah. So I can see what you're saying. I think, I don't think that they are um, intentionally trying to make it seem like the Aes Sedai run everything and the Aes Sedai are super important. I think they're just trying to revolve the show around Rosamund Pike. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like when that's your (laughs) biggest name, that's all you're advertising everything's going to lean into that. And I guess that makes sense from just a marketing point of view. And from a story point of view, it makes a little bit more sense to them to be more centrally focused, big, scary thing, which I and like. I don't even, it. It I don't mind it. Right. I don't think they need to do it though, because um, like Game of Thrones did just fine. They obviously used Sean Bean for all of their promotional material before they killed him off. But I think that, 
all of the other characters ended up being much more beloved. Right, right. The show. And that's that's fair. And I hope that happens with this show too. But it just, yeah, why would you start there? Okay, continue with the plot because we're <laughs> already off topic. All right, so two things happened that were so forgettable I couldn't even remember them, even though I've only watched four episodes so far. Then Nanave gets pushed into a river. No, Egwene gets pushed in the river. Whoever the hell gets pushed into a river, and it doesn't matter because it's irrelevant and not in the books. And the fact of either of them being a village wisdom is so tangential to anything that they didn't need to add more plot exposition to it. Yeah. Whatsoever. But they did, and they tried to make it seem they tried to make it seem like the the women of the town were also as it it doesn't matter. It was just very un, un, unnecessary to add it in because I there were other little, more interesting things that happened in the story. Yeah, I think you're a little far removed from the first two books and how important it was that Nynaeve is such a young wisdom. No, no, no. I agree. On your throat. I agree, and that's fine. And I agree, and that's fine. However, <laughs> it wasn't interesting in the book. They don't need to right. keep it in the movie. It's it it's very apparent that they were trying to fast forward through this book. But yeah, they had like the ceremony of Egwene getting her braids and getting pranked by pushed into a river and blah 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 blah. Pretty much eh. skip, fast forward. It was <laughs> it was boring to read, it was boring to watch on TV. Anyways, okay. then they the skip into like this yes. quaint little village scene and I don't know who is in charge of the um set design in that episode, but it looks like it was filmed inside of a Renaissance fair set that hasn't been changed since the 1980s, back when medieval stuff was like vaguely cartoony. Yeah, it's better than, I will say, it's better than. Um, if you ask a question, I'll answer it. Ursula K. Le Guin book uh-huh. series, fantasy book series. Broken Earth. No. No. Oh, Broken the. Earth written. But it's Earth, Earthsea. Earthsea. You're right. Yeah. I always get those it's... two mixed up. Same. Legend of Earth. It's, Legend of the Earth. Yeah, it's so much better than the Earthsea opening city that looks like it's a Hercules set from the 1990s TV show. But you can tell it's very much just a like a Christmas village in Scandinavia or something somewhere that's just made to look quaint. And it's just kind of off-putting. I'm glad we didn't it's spend bad. much time there. Yeah, it was so dumb. And I watched it and I was almost embarrassed to be watching it. Um, so we go through the weird little Christmas village and then... Um, long story short, the village gets attacked by Trollocs that are also some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. Just keep in mind that we had orcs 20 years ago that looked better than the Trollocs. The Trollocs are very, the Trollocs and later on loyal, it's all very practical effects. Apparently I don't care. They looked bad. (laughs) I wasn't, I didn't actually mind the Trolloc look. Oh, they I was so okay dumb. with them. I think they're supposed like the way I imagined them. They looked very close to that. I imagined them being kind of Frankenstein-y monster, look fake-ish things, because the way that he just talked about them being like animals and humans like mashed together. So I didn't mind the Trolloc look very nah, much. Nah, it ripped me out of the story because I just couldn't stop staring at how bad it looked. Interesting. All right. Um. So they do that, and then, um. Um, oh my gosh, Rosamund Pike, Moraine, Moraine. Um, her like magic spinning 
also looked so bad. And I'm saying all of this looked bad because the show fixed it by episode four. Yeah. Um, but so but the first episode, so, so most of the time, like the pilot that we see as the audience isn't the actual pilot that was sent to the studio to get the green light for the show. They're completely different. This entire episode feels like it was the half-finished pilot that was sent to the studio execs, and then they were just like, you know what, good enough, let's move on. Yeah, Because everything feels very unfinished. It feels like it was done with, like, After Effects. Yeah, the weaving looked so weird, and, like, when she... The final, like, fight scene is she starts weaving earth and pulls blocks out of the big building behind her and throws it, and it looks so cheesy and dumb. It made me laugh out loud, and it was supposed to be, like, a really cool, look how powerful this woman is, but I just was like, this is so dumb. Yeah, it just looked weird. Yeah. So that happens, and then she collects the... No, she doesn't even collect them. They don't leave town in the first episode, do they? I don't know. Perrin kills his girlfriend, wife, and then they bury everybody. Yeah, they don't even... um, They don't... I think she does collect them. Yeah. She collects them by the... I have a plot description of the episode pulled up. She collects them, gets the main cast uh, to agree to leave with her, and they're, like, riding out of town while it's burning behind them while she starts reading the freaking actual opening of the book at the end of the first episode. And it yep. was just like, what the hell did I just watch? That was weird. And, like, weird. parts of it were... Parts of it were, like endearing the characters themselves i was like i like how they look i like how they act they're embodying their characters really well but the rest of it everything else was just all over the place it really was i think they should have started the same way the book did with that speech with that opening speech Yeah. yeah because it's honestly a really beautifully written thing in the book and he opens several of the books with that exact um snippet of text so i think that it would have been a really strong way to start. Um, and it would have evoked a lot of like Lord of the Rings in it. And I'm sure they didn't do it because they wanted to avoid that, but I think they should have just gone with it. It just, it just, this is how it should have opened with, with Rosamund Pike's voice saying, the wheel of time turns and ages come to pass, leaving memories to become legend. Legend fades to myth and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave birth comes again. Mm-hmm. And then the in one age called the third age by something like it should have just opened with that. And you could have even opened with part of it and closed with part of it to bookend your first episode. You could have done so many better things than ending it with the last tiny part of that quote. Cause they ended it with, um, in some age called the third, no, no, not even the third age. It's just, um, a wind rose in the mountains of Wist. The mend was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. That's how the first episode ends. It's the last half of the interesting quote. It's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so all over the place. Okay. But there is one thing I think they did in this episode, maybe two, that set things up better than the book did. Can you guess what I'm saying? What I'm thinking about? Nope. Okay, well, one is Perrin and his wife. He does not married in the book, in the first book, if I remember correctly. No, he is Because they're all, pr- they're all pretty young. They are very so young. They s- yeah, they're all like 14 or 15. In this one, they're all like 16 to 18. Um, in the first book, Perrin is you know just a kid as well. They're all talking about how they're all bad with women. That's a running theme for the first several books. 
but in the show, Perrin is already married and during the Trolloc attack accidentally kills his wife. Because he he's fighting off one, hears a noise behind him, spins around, and chops his wife in half. <laughs> and I think that was a brilliant addition to Perrin's story, because Perrin's story is boring until, like, book four. <laughs> um, and so giving him this tragic backstory, and get, then immediately playing it off in the later episodes where he meets the, the pacifists in the next few episodes, and immediately having him deal with the fact that he killed the woman he loves, and now he's getting, you know, this preaching from the pacifist and knowing where his story goes. I think this is a really interesting way of making him compelling in the early days of his story. Yeah, kind of. I wanted them to stick along with the um, the original Perrin first book storyline where he goes and hangs out with the Wolfman for a bit. Yeah, the we woods. haven't and we haven't met the Wolfman yet. We've kind of fast forwarded over that, but I think I mean I think they replaced it because I don't think that Perrin meets the Travelers in the first book. No, because he meets, they meet the Wolfman and then the Travelers in the first book. They just cut out the Wolfman part in this in the first season because hmm. I had to go back and look at it. They meet the Wolfman first briefly, and the Wolfman knows the Travelers. And they all kind of travel together for a minute, and the Wolfman leaves, and then he shows back up like five books later, um, when Perrin gets interesting again. Right. Uh. So, but this way, he's in. He's got a weird, creepy backstory going on the whole time. Not creepy, but you know, tragic backstory going on the whole time. And I like that part of it. I like it also being a slow burn. The fact that we met his wolf friend, and he got told what he was going to be. And then nothing happened with that for three more books really annoyed me going through the books. So mm -hmm. I like that we are doing that as a slow burn and giving him something else to do in the meantime. And I would agree with you. Um, I did think that it was it was interesting. And I had to sit there and think about whether or not it was original or not. Because, again, I think I started reading these when I was in college, which at this point is about a decade behind right, me. Right. Um, so it was a nice addition. It did add more depth to the story because the first story is is very much Robert Jordan kind of finding his footing and it feels very traditional fantasy. Everything you would expect to happen in a fantasy first novel it happens. That's because he wrote it and then everyone copied him, to be yeah. fair. But in the Wheel of Time story, I don't think it really reaches its stride and becomes why it's famous until you get to book four or five and realize the reason this is interesting is because where every other fantasy series gives you a whole bunch of characters, gives you a big plot to beat, and then slowly brings all those characters together to finish the plot, this one gives you the plot up front, gives you all the characters in the same place up front, and then just slowly spins them out further and further and builds the world bigger and bigger. And that makes it a lot more interesting and a lot harder to follow. But I love it. It's really well done. So yeah, I agree. The first it, book seems boring. <laughs> but even so, I always felt like his books, even though it did spin everyone out and like toss them to disparate ends of the world and make this world absolutely massive, um, I never felt like it was as difficult to follow what was going on as it is in Game of Thrones. And I think that's partly Maybe. because a lot of times, even though Robert Jordan's world is massive. He does a lot better job of um, 
keeping it, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, like almost contained within itself where Rand will be in one side of the world and then Egwene will be in another side of the world, but they'll both hear like these half-assed terrible rumors of what the other person may or may not be doing. Um, So it helps kind of keep you connected with all parts of the story at once. It does a very good job of only giving you the information that the characters know. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel overwhelming. Yes. Um, And game of Thrones did that in one or two books. Those, those two books that he split that were going to be one book. That is the only book that does a good job of that, of showing you how characters of different parts of the country know different things at different times. Um, But the rest of the series, you're right. He does not do a good job of doing that. So you're very confused. But Wheel of Time, he does a very good job of keeping you grounded in what that character knows at that time, mm-hmm. which is makes it easier to swallow. Yes. The other thing so. they changed in this first um, episode, which I was annoyed at at first, and now that I've gotten further into it, I actually love, was a single simple line that um, she says we don't know. And I, this might have been in the second episode, so I might be spoiling that. But uh, I think she's uh, Moraine is talking to Lan, and she says, um, "We know he's about this age, uh, but we don't know if the dragon's been reborn as a man or a woman." And it sets up the entire first season, maybe even the first two seasons, to be a mystery of who actually is the dragon reborn. And the creator of the show has said he's changing a lot of things to fit modern times and to fast forward through boring bits of the story but he won't change any of the major events, including who the actual dragon is. Oh, thank um, God. My heart started beating really fast, and I was about to stop <laughs> watching the show immediately. I was like, there's no, no. He said, no. He, he said he's not changing who the actual dragon is, and I haven't finished the book, so there might be some you know, third act series finale, spoiler, don't tell me, where we've thought one character is the dragon the whole time, and really it's somebody else, kind of like a bunch of other fantasies do, um, where the chosen one is somebody you didn't expect at the end. That might still happen, but they've already set up a much more interesting plot for the first season um, than the book had, where the book's big plot was, we have to get to the eye of the world and stop this thing from happening against all odds. And then there's this side spot, side plot of, oh, we also have to get this knife out of Matt's hands um, and <laughs> save his life. Um, m- meanwhile, in the show, now the plot is we got to figure out who the actual dragon is. And that's the whole focus for the first season, which makes it so much more interesting than the book. They haven't even mentioned the eye of the world yet. They haven't even dealt with any of that crap, which in the book, the first book's called the eye of the world. And it's built up to be this big, huge deal. They've never spoken about it again since the first book. And it's, and like, it's basically, they go to like the garden of Eden and all this weird shit. And it's over and done with in the first book, and they never mention it again. And it always struck me as, what the hell was the point of that? So the fact that that's not the focus of this season, I think it was a great improvement. <laughs> because not only are you trying to figure out who the, um, who the dragon is, it's not just a choice between Matt, Perrin, or Rand. It's a choice between Matt, Perrin, Rand, Egwene, Nynaeve, um, the false dragon, and maybe other characters we haven't met yet. Like, it's a much more interesting mystery. And I think it's a really good one for um, a TV show where a lot of people watching it might not be familiar with the the books. Exactly. It's much better at drawing them in. 
It is. I mean, not in the first episode, but eventually it does a better job, <laughs> no. and it it makes you kind of well. I don't even know. So it is more interesting, but at the same time, a lot of the scenes and the episodes and all that don't necessarily deal that much with who may or may not be the dragon reborn. Um, and so it is obviously a really big plot point, but I think they're doing a nice job of not making it the plot point because it's, it's a plot point that is, it's like when you're watching a, um, like a NCIS or something where there's an underlying plot point that pulls three or four or five episodes together, but it's not necessarily that central to each individual story. I think that's the dragon reborn. It's, a dealing with it ties everything problems. together yeah. but there's a lot of really interesting things that happen in yeah. the interim each episode there all the characters are dealing with a different specific problem but the underlying question is which one of these people that we're following is going to be is the chosen one right and how do we figure that out and protect them and blah blah blah, blah. but in the meantime we gotta escape these white cloaks or we gotta get across this river or get out of this doomed city or whatever but that's the underlying question right which is i'm a big fan of oh for sure so any any other notes on episode one we do you have any casting problems once you saw them um so it was um really non it, it doesn't matter one way or the other um, but as I was watching it, it was really funny to me because I grew up in a really, 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 really small town in the middle of nowhere, which is essentially what Two Rivers is. It's a really, really, really small town in the middle of nowhere. And um, as I was watching it, I was like, man, this is the most unrealistically diverse small town that's ever existed. Because um, you've got like a redhead. You've got several uh, like of African descent, several Indian descent, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense because all the casting was done in England. It's just really funny to me. And um, I like that. I like that they try to give you a kind of um, Indo-Southern European uh, look. Like that's what the village is kind of supposed to be. And then you have these outliers that are Perrin and Rand. Um, but because you focus so much on them, it feels like, yeah, it's a super diverse little town. Right. Which is really funny. Cause if it was like actually as small as it is, it would be so inbred. Everyone would eventually just look some shade of the same color after a couple of but like, generations. But um, anyways, it doesn't matter. So the casting though, um, I thought it was all pretty good. I think that, Oh crud. There was one that was kind of annoying, but I don't remember what it was. My biggest problem with the casting, and it's not even really that much of a problem, it's just messed up my head canon, I guess, is the fact that in the first book, or in the series, they always talk about how tall Rand is compared to everybody else his age, Mm -hmm. and they're all the exact same height, (laughs) and that annoyed the hell out of me. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, like, Perrin's supposed to be this big, huge guy the next time they all meet up, like, he goes through a growth spurt, and he's already a huge guy, so it's just... But that comes with condensing a book into a TV show. You have to fast Yeah, that. and that's fine. I don't really have any issue with that. Oh, um, Nynaeve. Not Thank a huge you. fan of... I don't think she looks as young as she's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. 
I wish they'd made her look a little younger, and it's fine that she doesn't. Yeah, but she looks a lot older than them. Right. I think Nynaeve was, in the books, Nynaeve was my least favorite character for a while. It's because she's just a jerk. Every time she opens her mouth, she's so mean to everybody. Near the halfway point, she's become my favorite character in the story. I guess I'm past the halfway point now. So I like that That's she's following the same trajectory in the TV show, which, spoiler alert, by the end of the first episode, everyone thinks she's dead. So <laughs> if you're watching this along with us, she's not. Sorry. Oh, that's the other thing. She's actually, like, fairly likable in the TV show. So uh, she, I... See, I, didn't, I still didn't like her in the first episode. Um, yeah, but by, like, episode, episode four, she's by episode completely four, I normal. Her, though, and yeah, and you shouldn't, like, for that. Yeah. one, I think that they really should have done a better job. So when you're, um, oh, crap, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, what's that character that's just the worst? Oh, no, no um, Edwin, or, yeah. No, their cousin, who's just Edwin, the worst. Edwin, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, so that character, to me, has always been the epitome of, like, whiny annoying you just want something bad eustace. to happen to them yeah eustace you want something bad to happen to them because they're so annoying mm-hmm. um her character i want her character to be just an anti-hero like i don't want her to be likable i don't want to like her as a viewer because you're right eventually she does become very likable but i want it takes to, her a while yeah. yeah and i do, i want that to ring true in the tv her, show like because it takes a lot away from her character if you like her immediately and her actress is so like i don't know how to ex- explain this but she's like pretty but like in a soft approachable way like she's not as harsh looking as her character should be meanwhile Egwene's actress is very harsh looking and she's supposed to be the girl next door. Girl next door. Type. Yeah, I'd agree. I think maybe they, they could have swapped, swapped the characters, bit, yeah. which they probably yeah. should have. I mean, eventually, like I feel like they cast them for what their characters will eventually be instead of what they should be right now, and so it feels a little wrong. Um, yeah, it's in fair. the early stages. But uh, another thing I've I've recently learned is that Matt Cawthon, he is recast for season two, and no one will say why. Oh no. I was going to say he was cast really well. So that's He was amazing. He's my favorite character in the books for most of the books. And he was already great in the show. But apparently he's been recast and we don't know why. So that's fun. That's stupid. I'm sure sometime when season two comes out, they'll eventually tell us what happened. But he was just, you know, nobody knows why he's not coming back for the next season. So that's weird. All right. Well. Um, we've been talking for about 40 minutes about a TV show episode that was about 40 minutes long. So <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered it all. I would hope so. Um, yeah, well, so yeah, I wouldn't have, I mean, I would have because I would have watched the first three episodes of any show, but I probably would have been very unlikely to continue if this had been all I was given um, week to week to watch this episode. Uh, but again, like you said, by episode four, I was all in. So if you're weary about it, stay tuned. It gets better. It gets a lot better. Very much so. Yeah. So we'll see y'all in a couple weeks when we cover episode two and three, and we'll eventually catch up with the show, obviously, because this show's only got, what, like eight episodes for the first season? Yeah, I going to work? I'm just watching as they come. I think I saw that. 
yeah, there's only going to be eight episodes the first season, and the eighth episode comes out on Christmas Eve, and it is called The Eye of the World. So after I watch today's, we only have two more episodes to come out. So it's going to be a short first season, so we'll have seven episodes about it and maybe one recap at the end talking about where we are. So stay tuned. Bum bum ba dum 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 I love that intro. It's I don't know if I so love it, but I like it. Cool. It's not as good as like the Netflix intros because they're just always amazing. But the fact that it's all weaving and then it ends up showing you the like full tapestry of the seven Ajas of the Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that each of those characters is going to be somewhat important, probably. Um, it's very I, – I love that. I love – that that's the whole focus, and I hope each season changes it. I hope that each season is a slightly different or a completely different focus in the intro. Um, because eventually, I mean, not to spoil the whole series, but eventually the Aes Sedai aren't as important <laughs> as they are in the first several books. Hello? Did you die? I didn't know I needed to respond. You just stopped in the middle of the speech. I just assumed you would have thoughts, but it's okay if you don't. Sometimes nobody has thoughts. I don't. It's a Friday evening. <laughs> my thoughts are left at my work. Yeah. My thoughts are, why the hell did I not bring any alcohol over to Dylan's house so I can go into a coma the rest of the night? Uh, I need to sleep for like 48 hours. I'm gonna stop oh, recording. me too.